Hi, this is uh, Steven. Um, I found you on Google. Is this Will? Yeah, this is Will. Hi, Steven. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, so yeah, I basically I was on Google and I was, you know, looking stand up improv, and I I see that you're offering classes, and um, I really really need help with my improv for my podcast. Oh great! I'm glad you called. Yeah, I can help you with that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, are you familiar with the movie A Few Good Men? Yeah, I remember that the courtroom drama, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really, really want to become as strong as an improv artist as you know, like Jack Nicholson, and really get his whole like mojo. Okay. All right. So you want to like do improv like because if you've been men, that's scripted. So you'd be like making stuff up, but with the attitude of Jack Nicholson. Yeah, just like I want to feel like the Colonel Tenet. I'm not, you know, I've only seen the movie like two times, but I, you know, what I remember from it is like, you know, there's like Demi Moore. She's like, uh, it feels like she's like playing like a precursor to GI Jane, and uh, I really. Like Tom Cruise in it a lot too as well. So like I would say even all three of them, like all their mojo combined. Okay, so you want the mojo of Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Demi Moore, and uh, Tom Cruise combined yeah, to do some Moore. sort of improvisation for your podcast, right? Yeah, for my podcast. Yeah, so it would just be like me, uh, you know, in a courtroom drama, uh, putting myself on trial. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. That makes sense. So this is. And so first thing I would like to throw out there is I want to take one quality from each of these people that you admire. So what what's the thing about Jack Nicholson that really grabs you? Um, I'm cocky, cocky Joker. Cocky, cocky Joker. Okay. And Demi Moore. And Demi Moore, I will. Well, she's kind of like. You know, like a bitch. She's like that naggy, naggy woman in your life that's like pushing you. And I didn't really understand in the movie why she was like such a. She seemed to be like motivating the movie. You know, because I I dabble a little bit in screenwriting as well, and I I just don't really understand why her character driving the story, but it's like they don't make her a main character. So I was just I don't understand why this movie is so great. I I like the characters but it's just like I just watch it sometimes I I watch it like every night and then I fall asleep and I miss the end every single time Mm. so you don't know what happens you don't know what Uh, I've read the Wikipedia plot so then I just read the Wikipedia plot you know I know like Santiago's dead I think the the two marines they end up getting a lesser charge and I, I watched the famous lines like I've watched the like you can't handle the truth and yeah stuff like that and I know some of it but it's just like it gets so boring at the end that I just like I don't know it's all about that you know the beginning for me is really fun and and then I just get really tired 
Yeah, well, it seems like you got the gist of the movie. I don't think you have to watch it again. I think that's pretty much, you got the, the main beats. Uh, what was something uh, Tom Cruise's character that, that really grabbed you? Um, well, Tom Cruise, he's just like that asshole, and he's just like so good at being, you know, like playing an asshole, and I love that he, in other movies, he like does his all stunts, like I'm actually like a huge Tom Cruise fan, I just think he's like, he's really good, and I think it's cool that he's this like crazy Scientologist, and I just think that's cool, and I, you know, you know what I think about sometimes is like I, I wonder in like Vanilla Sky, like was everyone asked to join Scientology? Like yeah. I wonder if it was like a requirement. Like does he put that on his you know fellow castmates? Like anybody too close to him? Do you think? You, you know, just for my future, my career. I mean, I'm sure he pressures his close friends to probably join social, uh, Scientology. That'd be my guess. You think? Because, yeah, you can't be around this, uh, this suppressive person. Yeah. Right, the SP. Yeah. SP? Yeah. I just love that. Sorry. Little, like, Lestat, sorry. I'm working on that, too. How do you not talk over people? I'm having a real trouble doing that. Oh, I mean, it's a, that's a skill built over time of just, like, you know, truly waiting for somebody to be completely done. I'm working on it too myself. I have to just like wait until someone's completely done with their sentence and they're not even gasping for air to get to the next sentence. And then when they're completely done, that's when I talk. So like now is good? Was that too long of a pause, you think? Well, I think I, I. I'm sorry, I did. No, that was perfect. It's think... so hard. Yeah. Thank you for practicing that with me. It's just I. I've been finding that too. It's just like oh. Uh... And then like even when I am playing the characters versus myself, when I do the the versus role, it's just like it gets really out of control. Well, that's one thing that we, we talk about in improv is active listening and responding. And um, So this is a podcast of you talking to yourself? Yeah, it was, my idea was like, it was going to be like me against me against me in the courtroom. So I would be Tammy Moore, I'd be Tom Cruise, I'd be Kevin Bacon, I'd be Jack Nicholson, and... I would just be doing it all improv, like I would not write down anything and I would just be like going back and forth, back and forth between all these characters, which is, I know it's advanced, uh, but it was something I was just gonna throw out there into the world and see if it catched on, if uh, I could meet Tom Cruise. That seems doable. Let's do a little practice run. So I want you to play all three characters, try not to interrupt yourself and try to really go over the top with um, the things you liked about each character. So I wrote down cocky and bitch and asshole. So just try to like really make those the driving personality traits. And let's just do like a test run. Yeah, so I'll just start. I'll just start with like the famous line. It's like, you can't handle the truth, Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise says, the truth, I handle the truth fine. Do you see this 
fucking fine ass woman over here. She's been motivating me to get this court courtroom drama going. So I handle the truth. I know what the truth is like. Jack Nicholson as a colonel lieutenant, sir. And then he'd be like, you, if you want that, you better say, please. And so Tom Cruise says, yeah, I, I want you to tell the truth, please, sir. And then Demi, Demi Moore will be like, ah. Like, and then I guess I'll play the Marines too. The Marines are like, gas. <gasps> and then, um, yeah, what happens next? See, that's where I really need to watch that. I don't even know if that's the last scene. It's just like, that's where it really fade off. Right. But, well, you, I, I think you can make up your own ending if you want it. I mean, you have all the key ingredients. Um, you can kind of make up where you think you'd like the story to go. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, where does the story want to go? Like yeah, maybe- did you? Tom Cruise should be a vampire. Maybe Tom Cruise should be a bad. Or yeah, I was just thinking that. I think yeah, they should probably be like a secret vampire. Yeah, I should probably not be saying their names. I think the Joker was Jack. Yeah, that you're right. So it was like Joker Jack. Like maybe it's Joker Jack is is the witness, and Tom Cruise Osat is the lawyer out of Harvard. And Demi Moore is like G.I. Jane right before disclosure. And that's what I, that's the drama. There's a lot of characters to keep in my head, but you know, it's a process. So we'll just keep, keep on trying. But I feel so bad for Santiago. Who's that? Santiago is the character that they like, they put a cold red on. Oh, right, Santiago, the, the, yeah. the person who died. And the Marines are like, unit, corps, god, country. Unit, corps, oh, right, yeah, that's how they... Yeah, they're like, right. that's how they live their lives. Unit, corps, right. country. Huh. That's, uh, you don't expect them to have that priority, but yeah, that's what they, yeah. that's what they value the most. So okay. what, so... Why don't you try it again? I think, but like, really play up the vampire. Okay, I, I'll try and not say and, their and, names as well. Yeah, try not to say their name, and then and remember that you know Tom Cruise is a vampire, and Jack is the Joker, and to me, I think like we really have to see her marine side. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think that will lead you to a more a, a better resolution, a better ending. Okay, so I'm trying. Okay. Alright. You can handle the truth. I can't handle the truth. I am the vampire stat. Yeah, let's start like I. Let's start! Let's go with that. Let's start, give it to her. Yeah, let's start. That's rough, but felt better with you know not saying all these all of the names. Yeah, maybe we'll fresh 
professionals yeah. I think it, you know if they if they were to remake that movie they should probably rethink that angle that you know the guy yeah. was a great lawyer but also a vampire at night yeah because the movie is just it's hard to follow anyway so they might as well just I mean no whole bar like no one you know it's like hard to follow like you have to really it's all dialogue there's no visual in this film it's like you gotta sit there and listen and it's like colonel lieutenant colonel you know unit corp god country red code 4646 like it's like what I was like I'm not in the marines like I don't know who this movie was made for and it's like I, I'll, I'm gonna look into that as well because I'm like this movie is wild it's got some wild parts to it I was also thinking you know like I really like movies with animals in them mm-hmm. and like what if those marines weren't people what if they were like remember Congo yeah they, like, yeah dog. yeah they, a dog and a monkey. Yeah. Unfortunately, I kind of see them not to be offensive to the Marines, but like I think the Marines have like German Shepherds, maybe. Mm, yeah. I feel like yeah. at least one of them could be a German Shepherd, and then it could just be like, woof, woof. yeah. And then yeah, and then Judge could be like. Dogs are like sitting, they're like scared. The Jamie character can just like silence them and they're just like out of tension. Yeah. What's sad is like, you would have had a case, but you know, this dog looks like he's gonna suck someone's blood. Yeah, and then people said it was like, you dirty vampire. You come here with your your vampire horror mail riddle me this, riddle me that mentality. Oh, and it also because Kevin Bacon's in it, that would yeah. be like a great time for a song, yeah, like a first type song where he like jumps up on the desk and just starts like dancing it out. Dancing his feelings. Oh yeah, like Footloose. Yeah, because his character, I'm literally like, how did they get him to do this movie? He's like not even. It's not even like he's acting at all. I don't see any acting on Kevin Bacon's part. I I just like, he also looks like he's straight out of Footloose. Like literally, mm-hmm. like all the characters are very like. I don't know what movie I'm watching. Like, if you were flipping through a TV, like, you could just be, like, lost, you know, on the channel and be like, am I still watching A Few Good Men or is this Footloose? Yeah. Like, the only reason you know is a Foot Good be like, A Few Good Men is, like, just the lieutenant, corporal. Yeah, like, the minute I hear that shit, I just, like, I'm like, oh, A Few Good Men, you know? Right. And, um,. Yeah, the movie was so sexist too. I was like, I don't, I don't, you know, as a, as a male, it's like, I don't want to be a sexist. Like, I can't believe they fucking, I can't believe they got away with that. It's like, the whole movie should be Demi Moore's movie. 
Right, so Demi Moore should probably be like the lead lawyer. Yeah, so I should, I need to really tap into my feminine side and like, you know, maybe play up this Demi Moore character that like, she, she leads the whole movie without, we take her out and there is no movie. It's just like Tom Cruise being an asshole and not wanting to take anything seriously and wanting to play volleyball on the fucking, you know, in at the beach with Maverick. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the movie feels like. It's like well, maybe, maybe there, there could be a scene where Tom Cruise is questioning technical set and clearly he's losing, right? So yeah. to be more like pushes him aside, and goes like fuck this, I'm taking over now. Yeah. And she starts questioning him and wins. Or Demi Moore is like, you know what, you fucking vampire, stabs him, beats him, stakes him, and then six one of the marine dogs to eat him, and is like, I'm the lawyer now. <laughs> I <laughs> and she was like, I'm, I'm G.I.D. now. She was like, I'm G.I.D. now, I'm the lawyer now, so listen, Jack. Listen, Jackie-o. I can handle the truth. I've been dealing with this fucking lawyer since the beginning of this fucking movie. So I can handle your bullshit as well. So bring it on. Yeah. And Jack just, just like, dies of a heart attack. Because he's so impressed. He's yeah, like, and then she oh. runs, she stakes him. She jumps on the thing and stakes him as well. Nice. So, and it turns out that they were vampires, both of them. And then she does push-ups. She has to show off that she can do a yeah. lot of push-ups. Yeah, then she does one-arm push-ups. I mean, that's, I mean, that's she, I gain. is like... She's like very hot in this movie. She's like so hot. She's like doing one arm push ups. It's like, it's like another striptease for her. Right. That's another one where it's like, here we are. Like, Demi Moore's hot. But I think past a few good men, I think they, they were trying to like, you know, free themselves of how, how bad they messed up a few good men. And it being so sexist that they were like, <clears throat> the next movie we're gonna make is gonna be, um, you know, striptease, GI Jane. We're gonna give Demi more. And then I think maybe Disclosure came at the same time that they were like, we're gonna stop the sexist, you know, shit. We're almost in the 20th century. We can't keep, you know, making these movies. Like people are gonna catch up. Like you watch a, foot, a few good men and you're like. Something's up with this movie. She, there's one female character. She's leading the movie, and she is always put to the side. The entire movie that they're like, and then who got the Academy Award? None of them. I don't know who. I didn't. You know, I was like, I don't know. I was like, did Jack? I mean, when you think Jack Nicholson, it's like when you think about this movie. Does anybody think about Kevin Bacon or Demi Moore? No. no. Yeah. Kevin Bacon for me is doesn't even need to be in the movie. It's literally like they could have casted anyone from Footloose. Yeah, and I feel like, like John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow would have been really good. Yeah, 
I would have loved John. John Lithgow is great in every movie. What what movie can he not do? Right. Yeah, so it's just like, and because I feel like the Keith or Sutherland, the other one that we know Rob Reiner is giving special treatment. Because uh, he also did uh, Stand By Me. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. You're right. But that, I, and then I always forget poor, uh, Keith, Keith or Sutherland is like, I do think he's a great actor. He's really cool. Uh, he's hot. You know, he has everything. He has it, but I mean, this is nepotism. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the industry talks about it and jokes about it, but it's like so real. But. Yeah treat some people better than others just for yeah like Keith or Sutherland and you know all this shit have you seen any of the uh, the quarries yeah yeah they have a new movie yeah cause I was thinking about like Corey Feldman Corey Haim and yeah I was just like I just think about that but yeah, I was like, they got taken advantage of. I was like, I wonder if Keith or Sutherland had to deal with any shit. Oh, like what the quarries were dealing with? Yeah. That's a interesting point. I mean, they said that there was like abuse happening on a lot of those sets. Yeah. It makes me afraid, you know, I was like, even doing this podcast, I was like, is someone going to come after me? Sure, yeah, if you mention anybody that's not good, that they could... Have you ever, has anything bad happened to you yet? Uh, anything bad happened to me? Yeah. Uh, so far I've been, I've been spared. I try not to talk about anyone in Hollywood, because um, that could only... Yeah, so blacklist you with, like, I mean... Yeah, you just, you can't really have any opinions because, like, an opinion is, like, a no. Sure, yeah. But... They'll, mur- they'll murder you. They'll murder people. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no, sell your soul to the devil. No, if you play the game just right, you'll be okay, you'll be spared, and, and you can, you can go to cool parties. Yeah, I heard if you sell your soul to the devil, they can't touch you. You literally could say anything, like, you can be like, like Kanye West. Right. You just say whatever you want. Yeah, you just sell you your want, soul. Yeah, you want to sell your soul, and then you're you're pretty much free. Uh-huh. And speak your mind, and like, you literally can shit on other celebrities constantly. Uh-huh. And, like, take, you know, like, Mariah Carey, or like, also celebrities that are just like they just can do whatever the fuck they want yeah well yeah uh, I met Harvey Weinstein once you did? yeah where at? Uh, it was a job interview for to be his to be his hand towel assistant <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty that, that used to be a coveted job I hear <laughs> I know I know looking, looking back I, 
I'm like, why didn't I take that job? I, I turned it down because he was like, oh, I just want you to hold my hand towels. <laughs> I was like, at the time I needed the money so bad and I was thinking about it and I, I wanted to get so close to Tom Cruise. I wanted to get so close to Tom Cruise that I, I would have done close to Don anything. Well, that is like a, a solid entry level position. Yeah, I mean, all I did, it, was, it was so easy. All I he was like, I just want you to hold my hand towels. So, like, while he, after he washed his hands, um, after he was with people, mm. yeah. So, I thought yeah. about him, and then I was just like, he doesn't fucking know Tom Cruise. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, he just got diagnosed with coronavirus. Yeah, I saw it, but I just, I don't, there's like no news for me. I try to just focus on a few good men. Um, news before, only news from like 2018. I just go, I, I don't search anything. I set my computer to not show me anything past 2018. That's, well, I did that's see it now. It, it filtered through, and um, it must be because I have a set. I have a Tom Cruise setting, so anything kind of close to Tom Cruise, it must have just like trickled through. And uh, I saw that, and I was like, "Damn, I should have should have been his hand model." That, yeah, right. Well, he get. I mean, maybe because he, he lost his hand wash person. Yeah, I, that's how he attracted it. Yeah, I said hand model. I messed up. Oh, you were... I was thinking about hand model. It was it was a hand washer. Hand washer. Hand washer folder. Yeah. I'll have to check that email, but the interview was so long ago, it's just like it was it was a long time ago. It was during the time of like uh the Shakespeare movie, big one. Oh, Shakespeare in love. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. He said he ran, he was like, I run New York and I want you to hold my hand in towels. Jesus. I was on a real trip. Yeah, he was a real, like, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, right. But I was like, you know, you, you should be in a movie. I was like, you should cast yourself. I was like, how come? Mm. Yeah, Tom, you want to see? Oh. I was like, you should put yourself in a movie. Right, why, why didn't he ever do that? He said, he was like, he was like, he would. He was like, he was thinking about it, but he was like, he said he hated movie stars. Oh, okay, all right. Interesting. He, yeah, he was like, I would do that, but he's like, I fucking hate actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had quite a knock on them, you know. Yes, yeah. yeah. fella. I'm not afraid of him now because he has coronavirus. Right, he's in jail. Yeah, we, you know. It's just like, it's like, how did he get coronavirus? I guess from probably from other inmates or something, or his lawyers or whoever he's been shaking hands with. Yeah, I was like, 
Well, they had one lawyer. The first case that they had in New York was a lawyer. And with no, they gave like no information. They were like, a lawyer from Westchester that went to work in Midtown has coronavirus. Oh that, like, God. that rolled the subways. And I was like, you're not going to tell, you're not going to tell us what subways? <laughs> well, it doesn't much matter now. I mean, all, probably all subways are filled with it. Yeah. Yeah, 15,000 cases now. Yeah, someone said that we're 10, we're 10 days behind Italy, and so we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a grim way of looking at it. But. <laughs> yeah, I was like... I was like, oh... <laughs> I've been quarantining for a while, because I've just been, like, working on my our podcast for a few good men, so... That's all that's I've been good. Yeah. That's Try to focus on just a few good men, and... Yeah. Try to block all this other stuff out. Yeah, and just... You can set your computer... Set your computer, set the dates back on everything in 2018, and you can just live in a land of, like, oblivion. Yeah, where it's safe. Yeah, like you could set, like you could pick a time to like pick, you know, a date range that feels good to you. Set all the clocks back and uh, rip off your calendars, or just you know, just cross out the calendar to put like you know, you know, nineteen, nineteen ninety one, or like right when they were filming a few good men. Hopefully, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, would be a good year. Yeah, that'd be fun, and, like, that's, that's when I met Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, you met him in 1991? Wow. No, I lied, I'm lying to you. Oh, <laughs> the whole thing was a lie? I wish. I only met ah. him one time. You only met him one time? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna write Rob Reiner a letter, I think. You're gonna write him a letter on how much you like the movie? Yeah, I'd be like, it's maybe he's giving. I was like, maybe I should work on my screenplay and I should write to Rob Reiner and be like, would, would you direct my screenplay? Because I loved what you did with a few good men. <laughs> right, I mean, that. I thought it's kind of funny. It's like. Yeah. It's like, will he. Will he want to go back there? It would be funny that that direct approach would work. Um, if you called directors up and just be like, I love what you did with your... with that movie you did. And yeah, like, oh, I was gonna call it uh, A Few Good Men Redux. I like that. Like a four-hour version? Yeah. With it would be... And animals, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You have to put coronavirus in everything, or it's not relevant. There's gotta be like, there was no sex scenes in the original Few Good Men, there should be like a few of those. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's like implied homosexualism, which I'm like, I don't think they were ready to touch it. Because like, and they didn't focus on like, the real part of the story was like, this Marine was being like, hazed. He was like out, he was like, in Guantanamo Bay, like, it's fucking hot, and he's, like, he's just, like, struggling to keep up with them, 
and like then he's like hazed supposedly with like brushel boards and but that you know none of the homosexuality is focused on so i don't hollywood wasn't ready for that yet they were still like they weren't ready for like you know anything gay yet oh you're talking about san diego i thought you were talking because when uh tom cruise and jack nicholson are arguing i'm thinking like they i think they fucked yeah they seem really no i mean like he's i mean it's it's a whole you know like dominance play like he there's a there's lots of lines that are very homoerotic to me and it feels and you know there's only one female so it feels very homoerotic and it feels very like but you can you can tell that they're just like that like it's a time in Hollywood where they're too afraid to go there. It had broke back mountain it hasn't happened. Right. Pre broke back mountain. Yeah, so it's like you know, like once broke back mountain happened, every all the scripts, every single script was like, you know, actively gay, lesbian, or no one in Hollywood would, would look at it. Yeah, and that was, like, during the time where there would be, like, gay characters, but they weren't allowed to, like, be gay. You know what I mean? Like, Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Like, he was gay, but he couldn't, like, kiss anybody or, like, really be gay. Yeah, like, they never showed his, like, gay life. Like, it's like, oh, this person is gay, but they have no life. Right. It's like, what? That's not a full character, but, yeah, A Few Good Men is that movie, too. It's like... Who the fuck are these people? All yeah, they do is their social lives. Yeah, all they do is talk shit. They kill Tom Cruise plays baseball. Is like ready to go play volleyball with Maverick. We get it. We've seen the movie. We've seen we've seen Tom like we've seen Tom Cruise. Yeah, and he always, he has to have the baseball bat to think. Yeah, he's like they're in the, he's just like within a base play. When, when Danny Moore first meets Tom Cruise's character, he's, like, playing baseball, just, like, like slamming balls. Also, slamming <laughs> balls really hard with the baseball. Like, just, like, <laughs> That's what he's doing. And she's like, excuse me, are you gonna, like, you've been hired to do the case and your defendants are rotting in jail and you're playing baseball. And... Right. It's weird because it seems so alluding to, for some, I was like, all these, it just feels like you're watching the same movie, and I was like, is that purposeful? I wonder. But, I mean, it's not for me to wonder. I was like, I'm going to write my own fucking movie, and if nobody wants to be on it, it'll be a podcast with me, 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 and me playing, you know, all the roles. I think people would want to hear that. I think people want to hear a different version of the story. I know, because it's like, the, I mean, it's hard to follow. So it's like, if something's hard to follow, you might as well just make it impossible. Like, it might as well just go someplace else. It's like, people like get that. bored. You know? People get bored, so it's like you just gotta kick it up a notch. Throw a vampire, throw a, you know, a stripper, like, you know. <laughs> a stripper. Yeah. 
I mean, you said it, you're like, there's no, there's not even a sex scene. They don't even, Demi Moore doesn't even, it's all like repressed sexuality in this film. Like, yeah, it's like sexuality. the defense. I think they're all, they could be all virgins, like every single lawyer. Yeah, like Marines yeah. don't fuck is basically what this movie told me. Right, that could have been in Jack Nicholson's speech, too. It's like, we don't fuck, we just follow orders. Yeah, like, I don't fuck, I follow orders. <laughs> you didn't know. You wouldn't know anything about that, Harvard boy. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, like, he really gets scared because he thinks he's going to get called a virgin. He's like, oh, I thought uh, I've been with one of my corporals. He took it like a, he took it like a man. I've he had sex. Like a Marine. Yeah, Marine sex, I've had it. And Jack was like, yeah, right. And the judge is like shrugging, like. He's like, we won't have marine sex. <laughs> Everyone in this room has had marine sex. And the dog is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then the marine's like, damn right, it was rough. That's yeah. the way we like it. I was like, we like it rough. <laughs> <laughs> He's adopting dolls. <laughs> He's adopting dolls. Yeah. I could play a talking dog. I wish they would hire me. Yeah, get, can't you give... Hey, Hollywood, give Steven a chance. Yeah, it's like, so classy. Like, how about give a human being a chance? Well, that's why I get annoyed. You know, there's some, like... I like Homeward Bound, but then I watch like these other dog movies like Lassie and Milo and Otis, and I'm like, these dogs are not talking. Yeah, not all like, dogs talk. Yeah, but I don't want like, why would I want to see a movie where the dog doesn't talk? The dog should be talking. It's their world. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's like, I mean, it is really fucking weird. Movies like that, or I think I like it better when they don't talk. You do? You like it when they're just like being heroic dogs? Yeah, because it feels more natural, and then there's not shitty dialogue to get more. <laughs> <laughs> like a few good men. And then, then they're not relying on the dialogue as much. They've got to like train the fucking dog to really like move around. But I was like, how many? I like, have you ever seen Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Of course. I was like, I think there's three of them. It's a trilogy? Yeah, it's a trilogy. And one of them has. One of them had someone crazy. Like, it's always Drew Barrymore. And then, like, I watched one and I was like, who the hell is in this one? One of them is, like, someone very famous. Maybe like the third one. I know, isn't it George Lopez playing the Chihuahua in the original? Let me look at this. I was like, you're gonna. Viva. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Viva La Fiesta. Wow. Um, 
sorry me. <laughs> Could have been sorry me. They gave you a chance. Yeah. It was in 2012. And... No one. I don't think this is the right movie. <laughs> There's Beverly, Beverly... I see... George Lopez did Beverly Hills Chihuahua too. Maybe it's the second one. The third one has no one... No one. Cedric Yarborough, he looks kind of famous. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Oh, yeah, that's who it has. Yeah, Cedric Yarborough from Not Reno 911. But who's the voice? Aaron Kale? No, George Lopez is still in it. He still played Poppy. Poppy! When Poppy, Chloe, the pups, Uncle Pedro, and their owners moved to a hotel, the smallest pup, Rosa, feels like she doesn't fit in. And Poppy wants to make her feel better by showing her how special she is. So it's more Rose's story. Rose is played by... Hold on. Like, who did I think was... No, what? Maybe I'm thinking about... It was literally like playing in a bar and I was like drunk. I was like, there's so many celebrities in this movie. There are celebrities. I'm definitely not a fucking celebrity, so... One day, Steven. One day. One day, Steven. One day, Steven, I'm gonna change my name to Tom Cruise. It's a good idea. Just change your name to somebody famous. Yeah, and then just be like, pretend to be him. Right. Alright. I've done my due diligence. I think that's enough for today's lesson. Okay, I'm glad you called, Stephen. Pleasure. Can you tell me that I did a good job today? I think you did a great job. I think that was excellent. Stay improv. Keep that improv up. Stay improv, Stephen. Godspeed. Stay improv.